Welcome to His Life Revealed with Pastor Todd Granger of His Life Fellowship in San Antonio, Texas. We're glad you've chosen to join us today. Our passion at His Life Ministries is to help believers know Him and show Him. So we keep it simple. It's just about Jesus. Our prayer is that the Holy Spirit will make His truth plain to you so you can walk in freedom and enjoy the life of union that God has designed for you to live. And now, here's Pastor Todd. Well, I hope you all enjoyed your fourth celebration. It's a good thing to celebrate. I hope that it wasn't just about fireworks and hamburgers, but that you recognize not the country first, but the God who put you in this country. Because the blessing of America is the people of God. That's the blessing of America. The blessing of America is that he put his children here and he cultivated the truth in this country. That's the blessing. Well, because we are just past 4th of July, we're going to do what we traditionally do and talk about our dependence on the one who truly made us eternally free. You know, when our founding fathers met to compose the Constitution, they wanted to somehow secure this country and protect its liberty against the tyranny and oppression of a heavy-handed government. They could have looked to the models that were available to them. They could have determined to establish a monarchy. But a monarchy that can grant freedom can also take freedom away. They could have looked to establish a parliament, but a parliament that guarantees rights can also determine to restrict them. They could have, like France, had our liberties guaranteed by the will of the majority. But the majority can and does surrender their freedom to corrupt leadership. So they look to the author of our salvation, the guarantor of our freedom as children of God, our true freedom and liberty. In the room where the Constitution was birthed, there was much prayer, and the Word of God was before them. This country was founded under God. Psalm 33, verses 11 and 12, says, The counsel of the Lord stands forever. The thoughts and plans of his heart through all generations. Blessed, fortunate, prosperous, and favored by God is the nation whose God is the Lord. The people whom he has chosen as his inheritance. Now, I'm going to read you some quotes that I've read before. And I use these quotes because they bear witness to the faith and testimony of those who are allowed to play a part in the establishment of our government. These things are currently ignored in a lot of our teaching, and I think it's important to establish them. John Quincy Adams says, Why is it that next to the birthday of our Savior of the world, your most joyous and most venerated festival returns are on this day, the 4th of July? Is it not that in the chain of human events, the birthday of the nation is indissolubly linked 
with the birthday of the Savior, that it forms a leading event in the progress of the gospel dispensation? Is it not that the Declaration of Independence first organized this social compact on the foundation of the Redeemer's mission upon the earth? That it laid the cornerstone of human government upon the first precepts of Christianity. John Adams said the general principles upon which the fathers achieved independence were the general principles of Christianity. He says, I will avow that I believed and now believe that those general principles of Christianity are as eternal and immutable as the existence and attributes of God. He also said, July 4th ought to be commemorated as the day of deliverance by solemn acts of devotion to God Almighty. Patrick Henry said, It cannot be emphasized too clearly and too often that this nation was founded not by religionists, but by Christians. Not on religion, but on the gospel of Jesus Christ. For this very reason, peoples of other faiths have been afforded asylum, prosperity, and the freedom of worship here. Alexander Hamilton said, For my own part, I sincerely esteem it, the Constitution, a system which, without the the finger of God, could never have been suggested and agreed upon by such diversity of interest. And Benjamin Franklin said, God governs in the affairs of man. And if a sparrow cannot fall to the ground without his notice, is it probable that an empire could rise without his aid? We have been assured in the sacred writings that except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. I firmly believe this. I believe also that without his concurring aid, we shall succeed in this political building no better than the builders of Babel. This nation, having been founded on faith and upon the principles of truth, which God articulates in his word through the lives of men, has left its first love. It has departed from the God who birthed her as a place of freedom and prosperity for believers and a port of salvation for the world. Many in our government have forsaken the wisdom of God and have seemingly embraced foolishness and absurdity. 1 Corinthians 3.19 For this world's wisdom is foolishness, absurdity, and stupidity with God. For it is written, he lays hold of the wise in their own craftiness. We have all seen a great deal of foolishness being held up by the world as wisdom. They refuse to see the path of destruction that they are on. But Christian, understand this. That is their path. That is their path. They have chosen it just as sure as they have rejected truth and wisdom, which is our God. Romans 1.21 Because when they knew and recognized him as God, they did not honor and glorify him as God or give him thanks. But instead they became futile 
and godless in their thinking, with vain imaginings, foolish reasoning, and stupid speculations, and their senseless minds were darkened. You know, when you refuse to recognize him as God, either in your thinking or your feeling, when you are despairing, when you are fearful, when you are trusting in something other than Jesus, you are like the godless. You become darkened in your thinking because you're not focusing upon the light. I know many Christians who will say, I don't understand why the world is going the direction it is. I don't see how they can believe what they believe. It doesn't make any sense that they would support what they support. It's not even logical. Where could they come up with such nonsense? Well, Christian, you need to understand that they are operating without the wisdom of God, the balance that you would not have without the presence of the Spirit of God within you. And it is that same balance that you can ignore. If all you know about Jesus is what you hear on the radio, what you read on the internet, if that's all you know about Jesus, guess what? It's getting dim in there. The wisdom of God is brought forth by the person of Christ Jesus as he works through your soul, as he brings balance Don't go before the Lord and pray that he gives you wisdom in your decisions. Go before the Lord and pray that he is your wisdom in those decisions. Because he came to give us life, not somebody to petition every time we need him to be God, but somebody who is already God at the center of our being. That is what he's called you to. This nation once declared itself as a Christian nation, but now it seems more concerned with protecting a man's right to be profane and wicked than upholding morality. It has been said, show me your idols and I will show you your God. The men and women who are idolized by millions in this nation are those who who are presented to us as role models are those who are empowered by their own prosperity and maintain the highest degree of self-indulgence and vanity. We watch them and we say, wouldn't I like to be... We style our hair the way they style it. We dress the way they dress. We use the terminology they use. That is idol worship. It is literally yielding your person to somebody out there who is godless and profane. We do not set ourselves up to look like the world, to be like the world. We walk with the balance of God in our lives, determined to be in obedience and submission to his word and his will for us. We are not so weak that we have to imitate anybody because we have been given his life. We don't operate in that weakness, or we shouldn't. Democracy is now envied for the degree of selfishness it allows, and in the hope of freedom, we export materialism and greed. We have, as a nation, we've endeared ourselves to godless nations, godless countries. Has that helped us? No, in fact, their contempt for this nation seems only to grow. For the evil that drives them will not forget 
the foundation of truth upon which this country was built and seeks to destroy and enslave its people. Do we as Americans have cause to grieve? Yes, we do. But as children of the sovereign God, we have a greater hope. We have a liberty that goes well beyond that which is guaranteed by the Constitution. Laws cannot ensure or secure the heart of man. They are used in the hope to control his behavior. However, behavior is the fruit of the heart, isn't it? And until a man receives a new heart through faith in Christ Jesus, the law will continue to lose ground. The prisons will fill, and the only hope the godless have is that we can educate them out of being lawless. You, Christian, have been given a liberty that is secured by the Spirit of God. 2 Corinthians 3.17 says, Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty, emancipation from bondage, freedom. Where is our freedom? Where the Lord is. Where is the Lord? His life is in you. The liberty and freedom that the Bible speaks of so often has very little to do with your circumstances. It has very little to do with your resources. It has very little to do with this world. It has everything to do with what God considers the greatest prize, the greatest gift, the greatest blessing, which is his life. Despite the teaching of our some of our public education system, this country was founded by men of faith and afforded liberty in order that faith in God might flourish and grow. You will not find these kinds of freedoms in other countries because the purpose of their government is to enrich the few and control the many. But you, child of God, have been freed from the tyranny of, of a self-centered life. And as a child of God, you are part of the kingdom of God and carry an undiminished truth within your heart. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 12. Now, we have not received the spirit that belongs to the world, but the Holy Spirit, who is from God, given to us that we might realize and comprehend and appreciate the gifts of divine favor and blessing so freely and lavishly bestowed on us by God that we might comprehend. You don't have the spirit of this world, which conversely does not comprehend. You have within you the Spirit of God, which means you have the capacity to comprehend the blessings that are ours in Christ Jesus. But we have been so educated that blessings are in the temporal. They're in the things of this world. They're in what this the godless can give us. They're in the paycheck. They're in prosperity. We've been so inundated with that idea that we do not understand or cannot comprehend what Christ has given us in his life. What God calls blessing, the world calls religion, and wants to keep at a distance. God's greatest blessing to us is an intimate relationship with his, with his son. That's his greatest blessing. And you know what? If you realize that, you say, well, I'm not feeling it. I feel good when I have all the money I need. And more. 
I feel good when I'm successful in my career. I feel good when people like and accept me. That's the blessing I'm praying for. Then you're no different than the lost people in terms of your goals. But God gave you something that's so much greater. And it's not about what you can feel. It's not about the temporal that you can embrace. Because it's so much more secure than that. If it was temporal, it wouldn't be secure. It would rot. It would leave. You would leave it behind when you go. But God gave you the eternal blessing of a life that is never diminished. That cannot be taken from you. That cannot be touched by this world. Cannot be ignored. It's a life that is yours at the center of your being. Many Christians refuse to yield to the Spirit. So they have no comprehension or apprehension or appreciation for what we have in Christ. They look to the world or this nation or they hope in the government to give them what they need for life. And if you have lost hope, you've been hoping in the wrong thing, child of God. I'm not here to discourage you. I'm here to encourage you in the truth of all that God has given you. This is not something that you're going to readily embrace in your experience unless you determine by faith to walk in it. You would not know that he is sufficient in hard times if you never had hard times. You would not know that he is sufficient in need if you'd never had a need. But everyone in this room is a child of God has experienced the need for a Savior. And he has come faithfully. And he has delivered us. But many of us are like the children of Israel who take our salvation to empower us to go forward and live to this world. To live to the appetites of the flesh. To give homage and credence to a God that delivered us, but to not know him. And it grieves a God who's given everything that we might have an intimate relationship with him. It grieves him for us to continue to keep a distant relationship, a religious relationship. He wants to know you and he wants you to know him. He's not running from you. If he ever feels distant, it's because of your perception It's because of the determination and the way you've lived. Hear the truth, child of God. This nation that we love is only as great as the God it upholds. It is the presence of the Spirit of God in you that brings true peace and balance to your soul. John 16, 33, and this is a wonderful verse. This is Jesus talking to his apostles. He says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have perfect peace. Where do you have perfect peace? In him. Do you live in perfect peace? Do you recognize perfect peace? How are you defining peace? Is peace being your body's feeling good? Is peace being everybody likes you? Is peace being you've got a good job? Is peace being you have what you need in this world? Is that perfect peace? No. Perfect peace is a person. He says... In me, you have perfect peace. Now, in the world, he says, 
you have tribulation, distress, and suffering. But be courageous, be confident, be undaunted, be filled with joy. I have overcome the world. My conquest is accomplished. My victory abiding consistently, ever-present. In the world, you have suffering and tribulation. He doesn't say, when things go bad, you have suffering and tribulation. He doesn't say, when you lose your job, you'll have suffering and tribulation. He doesn't say, when the wrong guy is in office, you'll have suffering and tribulation. He says, in the world, you will, that's present tense, have suffering and tribulation. That means... Then if you live to this world, you are going to be suffering. You say, well, I've I've seen those folks with all the money and everything else. They don't look like they're suffering to me on the beaches. They don't look like they're suffering to me. You have no idea the depravity of that soul. You have no idea. Hollywood looks prosperous because they don't show you the degradation of their humanity. Hollywood looks prosperous because they look like they have it all. But behind every bit of it, there's never enough. There's never enough acclaim. There's never enough money. There's never enough self-indulgence. There's never enough. And they waste away. And it's interesting to me that these people are having surgery after surgery to look young, and they look even worse. What they are demonstrating for us, even though the enemy makes much ado about them and the the media makes much ado, what they're demonstrating for us is that sin doesn't work. That living to the flesh doesn't work. And if you can't see it, guess what? Darkened. Darkened. Yield to Jesus and you will have liberty that no government can confer on you or take from you. Child of God, you were created for joy. You were created for the liberty of praise and prayer. These are Christians' inherent rights given to us at our new birth through our union with Christ. People don't understand the blessing of Christian liberty. They don't understand what God gave us in Christian liberty. That liberty is what has literally cleansed you and made you whole to live in the presence of God. That liberty is the one that says, I am in the presence of God and I'm never removed from him. That liberty says, I can spend eternity knowing him, growing and expanding in all that he is. That liberty says, I will know the God of my creation who will handle everything that confronts me. I will know his victory. I will know his abundance. I will know his pleasure. I will know his confidence. I will know his joy. I will know his hope. I will know his deliverance. I will know the fullness of all that he has created me for because he is abundant. Worship the true God and you will stand for truth. Do not despair for the glory of God is established in us and we will remain one nation under God forever. As children of God, our currency will always be in God we trust. As children of God, there will always be prayer in our schools because we, where we are, prayer is. As children of God, we will know justice because we are living in union with justice. He is our life. 
We are the people of God and our citizenship is as secure and established as the throne of our God. 1 Peter chapter 2 verse 9. But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a consecrated nation, a special people for God's own possession. So that you may proclaim the excellencies, the wonderful deeds and virtues and perfections of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. You are a holy nation. The people of God are a holy nation. That word means consecrated. You know what that means? It's not enough to say, oh, that belongs to me. That's not what God's doing. That consecration is God picking you up and embracing you to himself and saying, this is my child. It's part of me. It carries my character. It will always have my love. It will always represent who I am. Thank you for joining us for His Life Revealed with Pastor Todd Granger. This program is the radio ministry of His Life Fellowship in San Antonio, Texas. If you'd like to know more about us, visit us on the web at hislifeministries.org or on Facebook at His Life Fellowship. We would love to have you join us for worship. We meet on Saturdays at 5 p.m. at 1307 Blanco Woods at the corner of Blanco Road and Blanco Woods just inside Loop 1604. Also, if you would like to help support this ministry, you can send your tax-deductible donation to His Life Ministries, P.O. Box 1894, Bernie, Texas, 78006.